Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I'm joined by my brother Jacob Johnson today, back in Pennsylvania. Hello. And uh, we are here to present lots of interesting ideas to you today. Thanks so much for watching us or listening to us today. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, go to trdshow.net. That's our website where you can find a list of links to lots of different places that we're on. You know, we are um, in all sorts of different places uh, and especially places that don't censor us. Just, you know, keep in mind that we were censored on YouTube and so... As per that, thankfully, we had been planning in advance uh, for that, and so we were actually on multiple other platforms and uh, recuperated that way, which was good. But if you haven't followed us on platforms like Rumble and uh, Gab TV and Odyssey, you should, you know, pause this now. If you're watching on YouTube or listening to us on a podcasting platform, again, they are not necessarily pro-free speech, so you might want to follow us on a different platform just to make sure that you never lose our content send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com we'd really love to hear from you we actually got uh, a great email um last week from our monday episode actually a listener listened to it and enjoyed our content and sent us an email and that's actually going to be the basis for our friday episode so very exciting so we do listen your emails matter and we really want to hear from you uh today is our current events episode we have all sorts of stuff i have no idea what jake's talking about today so I can't comment on that yet, but I'm, I know I'm excited. I know that much. But I'm going to be talking about some crazy economic, biblical um, economic inflationary principles. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for that. And uh, Jake, you want to give everybody like short 10-second sneak peek into what you're going to be talking about? Uh, well, it happens to involve guns. Oh, so well, so it's, it's going to be, could be exciting. Okay. It could be, yes. <laughs> nice. This could be, but Interesting. yeah. Well, before we get to guns, apparently, and economics, because those two things mix beautifully, um, we have to talk about the verse of the week. And our verse this week is Daniel chapter 7, verse 14. And it says, To him, which is Christ, was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom is one that shall not be destroyed. And again, that was Daniel chapter 7, verse 14. I mean, Jake, I don't know about you, what you hear when you hear this verse, but to me, this is a strong passage. When we're talking about um, dominion, you know, a couple months back on the show, we talked about, in Gary DeMar's book, uh, The Dominion Principle, we talked about the gospel and and really the, the kingdom of God stretching across the entire earth, all nations, tongues, peoples. That's exactly what is being talked about here by Daniel, right? To Christ was given dominion, glory, a kingdom, all peoples, nations, languages. I mean, this is completely inclusive of everything. This is our goal as Christians. Matthew 28, don't forget, Christ said, Go, go therefore, and we're supposed to do what? Make disciples of all nations. 
This is all inclusive. This is very important that we understand. And, you know, this last part, his dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom is one that shall not be destroyed. This is strong language. This is everlasting. What we are working towards right now, what we as Christians do today and tomorrow matters. This is this is an everlasting kingdom that's not going to pass away. Things of this world that are not um, biblically based and structured in the way that God calls them to be structured will pass away. But what do we see here? What will not pass away? What is sure? What is everlasting? What is eternal? God and his kingdom, the word of God, uh, a nation structured. What? When was it that America started to pass away? When was it that America started to crumble? As soon as we left the word of God as our founding principles, as our foundation, that's when we started to crumble and lose our way. Send, send children to the government yeah, schools. the government indoctrination camps. Exactly, exactly. When we gave up on... Um, that right there is a biblical example, a biblical family, biblical vision of a family, right? When we gave up on that, yep. it's no longer everlasting. It crumbles away. So mm-hmm. I thought this verse was was really, really exciting um, and encouraging. I mean, that last part should encourage us as Christians that what we're doing matters, that we aren't just giving people fire insurance and waiting for Christ to come mm-hmm. back. We've been given a task. We are to take this world for Christ in a very biblical way. And that's what our show is trying to do. Um, or trying to, that's kind of the, the main thrust of our show. The main mission of our show is to give Christians new things to study, new concepts to look into, right? We've said since day one, we don't want you to just take our word for it. We want you to study it. Go to your pastors, go to people that you trust with with the new information you get from our show. Go to those people, and then we want to hear back. If you disagree with us, we want to hear about it. Let's talk about it. That's We got an email, and I can't wait for Friday. Stick around for our Friday episode. Um, it's a really well-put email, and it just set us off on a whole new path um, for discussion <laughs> topic that Friday. So we're very excited about that. So it's a great example of what I was just describing. Anything else you'd like to say about that verse, Jake, before we move on? <clears throat> no, not necessarily. You hit all on all the points that I would have said, but cool. uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, with that, let's go ahead and uh, move into our current events section. And uh, so I'll pass it over to you to go first. Sure. And my headline includes um, House approves sweeping gun control legislation wow. that bans high capacity magazines, mm. rages and raises assault rifle purchase to age 21. Wow. You know, let let me ask you this question. When you Mm -hmm. hear the civil government is the justice division of society, did you in that statement hear anything about confiscating weapons and making sure that people can't own them? Did you hear that at all? Uh, Okay, well, how about uh, civil government is the justice division of society? Did you hear anything in that statement about uh, they should go out and build roads for us so that we can travel between states? Did you get anything no No. weird okay well how about civil government is the justice division of society in that statement did you hear anything about they should be taking care of the poor at all in any capacity really weird i could have sworn there was like a a clause or something no okay weird (laughs) right yeah yeah but um 
The facts of this case, before I get into a little bit more of what I want to discuss and I want to talk about, yep. is um, the le- this legislation was passed last Wednesday in the House. Mm. However, it is passed in the House, and it doesn't, and again, the, this is from the article, it isn't speculated to make it past the Senate. Oh, though. thank goodness. So yeah. this isn't actually like law or anything. This isn't... No. Okay, this is just not yet one division. Right, so hopefully right. the other checks and balances of the system, while precariously placed right now, hopefully will kind of do their job mm-hmm. that they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And in a little bit of what this law, what this law, not yet, but <laughs> maybe what this would include this bill is is um, more stipulations on home storage mm. of guns. Um, and the article didn't go specifically into what exactly that was. Yeah, I'm I was just going to say, what, what are they going to do? Like, go into people's houses and see, hey, ma'am, how are you storing your guns today? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can we see no, your safe? The article, <laughs> yeah, the article doesn't talk about that. The article doesn't say, but um, I would mm. assume it would have to be, like, Something like you need to keep guns in like a, a safe or a vault or wow. something. Wow. And it really wouldn't be something I don't think they would go in and actually check up on. Mm. But if they heard and if something happened, reported it, they or found something. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. then also, I think the main other thing here that people are really looking at is increasing the minimum minimum age to buy an assault rifle. Wow. Um, to the it, age of twenty one. That's just you know what that tells me. The age that you're an adult now has been raised to that too. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you're ugh, the civil government is now telling you when you're an adult, telling when you mature enough, yeah, right when you have responsibility now. Yeah, uh, it's bad enough that the drinking age is 21. I mean, that's not their job to ascertain yeah. whether or not you are have the capacity to drink alcohol or consume alcohol. Yeah, that's not their job. If you get drunk and you harm someone. Now the civil government gets involved. But trying to preemptively prevent these things, same thing with gun crimes, trying to preemptively stop crime from happening in the first place is not their job. That's the job of the society. That's the job of the other three governments. They forget. They think they're the, the top guy on the totem pole when they need to remember they're just one out of four, right? There are Mm -hmm. three other governments that are perfectly capable of preventing crime before it happens. Churches preaching against it, evangelizing, changing hearts and souls, which is really how where crime first starts is in the heart. Individual governments stepping up and people taking personal responsibility, right? All of these things. Sorry, it looks like you have something more to say. (laughs) My bad. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's this whole bigger topic that I want to go into, and it sort of stems off of what they are calling this act or bill or this law Mm. and what they're calling it and what they're naming it is protecting our kids act i saw that yeah Uh, talk about putting words in people's mouths (laughs) yeah and and not only not only is it a name that doesn't involve any of pertaining any bit to this law Mm. it's also to an invoke an emotion yep yep which and and I this is gonna be the second week in a row in which I bring up romanticism and its effects <laughs> on our culture. And it's super but, applicable though. I mean Oh yeah, certainly. And and I want to in using this 
to spur on a conversation that we, we tried to have a couple months before when we were talking about Greg Bonson's book mm. and talking about presuppositional apologetics. Yes. What is our ultimate standard? What is What defines right and wrong in our eyes? Yep. Right? For our culture today, what defines right and wrong is their emotions, mm. how they feel. Right? Yep. Except we don't, they don't actually believe that. Right? <laughs> because if they fully believed that you could follow your own emotions and that, that your emotions set the standard of right and wrong, then murder would be okay. Mm. Because a murderer feels that the murderer feels in his yeah. heart that it is right for him to go kill someone. Yep. Yep. But they consider that wrong. Right. Yeah, arbitrarily, seemingly. Mm -hmm. But by exactly. by what standard, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> is a really good Greg and, Bonson book we'll have to go through sometime, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this brings up, it's like, when God's law is not made to be our definition of right and wrong, then something else will fill its place, right? Something else in this world, like like we've been saying... That you cannot be neutral. Mm. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> We've been saying that since the beginning of our show. Yep. Right? Our yep. very first epi episode was talking on the myth of neutrality. Mm. And still, we do not have a neutral ground. There is always something we are basing right and wrong off of. It's our emotions. It's the civil government. It's really anything. Mm. Right? Yep. Yep. And... And, but the thing is, is not only has this been affecting um, the secular culture, this is affecting the Christian culture as well. Because mm. we assume that, first of all, things can be neutral. <laughs> yeah. Right? And we assume that we can have a different absolute standard in the school system and have a different absolute sta uh, standard when we go to church on Sunday. Mm. Yep. Yep. However, we, and again, the Bible says we cannot serve two masters. Yes. You are either for him or against him. Yep. Right. And, and I want to bring up <coughs> presuppositional apologetics, which pushes the antithesis <laughs> of, of the unbeliever. Nice. You're just like all, all the buzzwords, just all of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes but yeah those are really good for i mean for people that aren't aware what those are how would you in 10 seconds or less define presuppositional apologetics and presuppositionalism um <clears throat> kind of wrapped up in it in a nutshell how would you define that well um i would define it by saying that the unbeliever has presuppositions mm. they presuppose things yep which those presuppositions would include murder is wrong, stealing is wrong, lying is wrong. Yep. However, they do not, and, and this is another, another big word, um, but it's called the preconditions of intelligibility. Mm. And the preconditions of intelligibility is that the unbeliever does not have a reason for believing what they believe. Yes. Yep. Because according to their standard, if we are all created 
from a Big Bang, if we are created from nothing but pond scum, then why is killing and murdering wrong? Mm. According to them, if they are actually following their belief system, yep. then it is not wrong. Yep. A murderer cannot be thrown in jail. Or we'd have to start throwing animals into jail when they kill and eat each other. Yeah. Like, (laughs) if we're nothing more than highly evolved animals, animals, what sets us apart? Why are we different? Oh, oh, we're different. Uh, Do we have a soul? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do we now have a whole different set of standards that now apply to us? Yeah, this is... that's, That's really good. And I think... Two, part of presuppositionalism and a really big part of it is what is your ultimate standard? I mean, when we were going through Greg Bonson's book, talking about premises and then supporting premises and supporting your argument, you have one statement. But to, to support that statement, you have to provide premises to support it. And then you have to support those, right? That's how argumentation works. But eventually, you're going to boil down to something that is just true. Something that yeah. is what what we call self-evidencing has to be self-evidencing, which means it, it can't rely on other things to prove that it's true. Otherwise, those things are your are now your ultimate standard. If it's right. self-evidencing, right. it means that in, in and of itself, it is evidencing of, of truthness, right? <laughs> it is the bottom layer, the foundation of your argumentation. You can't go any lower than that. Nothing supports it because it supports everything. And yeah. as we know... What does the Bible say in Proverbs? Two, two separate verses. One says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Knowledge. Second verse says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I mean, everything, wisdom, knowledge, all of it, everything from an epistemological Mm -hmm. standpoint starts with the fear of the Lord. And what is the fear of the Lord? What is that based on? The word of God. Without the Bible as our self-evidencing standard. We have no foundation. We have nothing Mm -hmm. to fall back on. Science, if we're arguing correctly and demonstrating truthfully to the atheist how insane their belief is, asinine, science is just you. Science is your mind, uh, what you're observing. And it is humans observing things, keeping track of it, and theorizing, and seeing if whether or not they can get nature to kind of recreate what they think in their minds, right? That's what Mm -hmm. science is, which means that what is the ultimate standard? Us. At the end of the day, if science is your ultimate standard, it's not your ultimate standard because you are. (laughs) Science can't stand on its own. It's a human invention. Uh, Well, God created it, but you know what I'm saying. Anyways, now we've gone down that rabbit hole, which was fun to explore. It's a human instrument. (laughs) Yes, instrument, a tool. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, like a gun, for instance. You can use it for good. You can use it for evil. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but it can't be your source of truth <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for all mm-hmm. things in life. Certainly. Yeah. Neat. Well, so that that's the end of what I have. So, all right. Well, thank you. Yeah. This was, this was a really, you, you know, you're listening to like, yeah, you, you know, you're listening to the reform dissenters when you start out talking about gun control and you eventually end up talking about the origins of epistemology. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> um yeah thank you jake that was really informative and and good to good to keep in mind too and um again for those of you listening that article is going to be in the description below this uh this video or this podcast so check it out go through it see what this bill contains it's important that you know this and that you are in the know and informed about what's happening 
and like we've also been saying from the beginning, use this article to spur <clears throat> on a idea in your mind yes. and continue researching. Further this. researching. Yep. Yeah. Don't don't trust yeah. us. Don't take our word for it. Mm -hmm. Study it for yourself. Right. We just want to help provide you with resources and ideas to continue that thought process further. All right. Let's talk about inflation. Here we go. U.S. inflation jumps to 8.6%, which is apparently the highest in 40 years. 40 years. Okay. I'm going to break down the problem. <clears throat> well, actually, what the problem is. And then we're going to talk about how this occurred, because I think a lot of people attach um, the wrong root thing to it it's part of it but it's not the, the 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 main part the what everybody assumes which is that uh biden fake president biden is the reason for this it's not quite true we're going to talk about that in a second um but let me set up the problem here the core parts of our economy like food energy and housing are continuing to rise and don't like they don't look like they'll be stopping anytime soon so like everything you kind of need to live yeah, all of those prices are going way up. Um, let's see, milk, eggs, fruits and vegetables, coffee, which that that hit way too close to home, uh, and even housing costs are all increasing at alarming rates. I think my rent went by, went up by like $300 when I just renewed my lease. It was ridiculous. <clears throat> this is the result of civil government not holding to God's word in the area of economics. <clears throat> Excuse me, something in my throat all day. As the justice division of society, which we stressed earlier in the episode, right? The civil government has the responsibility of ensuring that a currency is not responsible for stealing from the people, which is an interesting concept, right? That it's the civil government that's responsible for ensuring that currency is not responsible for stealing from the people. This might sound um, like not convoluted, but kind of opposite of what we've been saying this whole time. But remember, inflation is theft. When someone has money and that money suddenly doesn't mean what it used to, I have $2 in my wallet. Suddenly, $2 is now equal to $1. That means somewhere along the line, a dollar is missing. I didn't spend it. I saved it. That means theft has occurred. That money is now worth less than it was. Theft has occurred. Theft, as we know, is wrong. When does the civil government get involved? When a real biblical crime has been committed. That includes theft. Um, Gary DeMar actually talked about this. This is where we, we studied Gary DeMar's book, God in Government, Volume 2, a couple months back on the show. Actually, this was last month, not a couple months back, last month. Um, but on page 363, and you might actually remember this quote from... Let's see, what month was that? Maybe that was like April we went through this. I think we went through this uh, this quote then. Uh, but on page 363, Gary DeMar said, The authority that the Bible puts in the hands of civil governments is the ministry of justice. Look at Romans chapter 13, verses 3 through 5. Justice in economic matters means to ensure just weights and measures. And that's uh, actually in Deuteronomy. Um and then also, he quotes a couple passages. He says, You shall do no wrong in judgment, in measures of weight or capacity. You shall have just balances, just weights, a just effa, I think I'm saying that right, which is volume, and a just hin, which is also volume. I am the Lord your God. And that's uh, Leviticus chapter 19, verses 35 through 37. Civil government is in charge of that. If a crime, which theft is a crime, if a crime is occurring... 
That is now when the civil government should be involved. And by the way, I always find it interesting how in some of those passages in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, after the law is stated or the principle is stated, we see the phrase, I am the Lord, your God, which I've, it's always fascinated to me. It's stuck out to me because I'm like, huh, I wonder why that's there. Right. But it's a constant reminder. It's a reminder to people that this is not some arbitrary principle. This is not some arbitrary law that we just came up with off the, off the top of our heads, right? This is from God, the Lord, your God. I mean, when God gave the laws to Moses and Moses came down from the mountain and read them to the people, he started out by saying, remember what I did. Remember, I brought you out of Egypt. I did these things for you. I'm creating a nation for you. I've given you these lands. Remember all the things that God has done. He is the one who sets the law for, for society, for all parts of society. Romans 13, I mean, is a perfect example of this. And I think that's why Gary DeMar quotes it here. Authority comes from God. That's why these laws are actual principles that should be adhered to. And we're going to talk a lot more about that on our Friday episode. Um, because of who they come from. Because of their divine and inspired nature. So rather than understanding that um, taking care of inflation and keeping inflation low, rather than understanding that that is their solemn duty, the Trump administration overinflated the economy with stimulus checks in an attempt to compensate for their overreach in all other areas of society. So oftentimes we attribute this inflation problem with fake President Biden, right? We say, oh man, how could he do this to us, right? I can't believe that this is all his fault. And uh, I mean, gas prices go up in our common occurrences. Let's go, Brandon. You know, like, <laughs> like that's what we say. But we don't truly understand that this started before him. Now, I'm not suggesting at all that he's not in, in some way responsible. I know that he is in multiple ways. But he's not the root cause yet. Whatever happens now, kind of moving forward, especially with if we start giving money and weapons to Ukraine, ugh, which I hope we don't do, that is, uh, that's on him, right? Or at least the people controlling him. Um, but we have to recognize that this inflation did not come from him. Instead of remaining content with the authority given to them by God, being the justice division of society and properly handling, handling defense of the nation, the Trump and consequently the Biden administrations decided to take authority from the family and church governments. You know, Jake, a, a little while ago, we were just talking about how civil government forgets that they're just one amongst four, right? That mm -hmm. they are one mm -hmm. government and there are three other governments that have... Uh, you know, they're on equal level under Christ, equal amounts of authority. So this is, I think, a great example where they thought it was their responsibility to ship out money to the people after it's kind of like a way to placate them after they locked them indoors, forced them to put face diapers on their faces, stuck them up with an experimental chemical, all of these horrific things and they're horrific because the Bible says they're horrific. This is not at all what some, something the civil government should have done. Any of these things. They've been over, overstepping yeah. their bounds, I would say, for a century and a half. But this is the latest occurrence of that, right? So instead of the people um, kind of saying, uh, heck no, 
and letting the doctrine of the lesser magistrates step in and overturn these things or going to their local magistrates and saying, hey, we need to overturn turn this. The civil government kind of, they, 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 they played the let me give you money card. They played the bribery yeah. card in order to keep people from overturning these absurd over steps of authority right and so they gave all the people money they're like look just stay stay indoors just do what we tell you let us take all of the power away from you and uh we'll give you money in exchange right (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah i i thought that that was that needed to be pointed out because a lot of times we we kind of jump to the wrong the wrong conclusions there so and it's i think it's I think it's hard. We say we say um, the reason inflation is wrong is because of unequal weights and measures, right? Yep. And and also it's it's stealing, right? right. But uh, that's that's what un- unequal weights and measures is. Mm. Um, but I I think it's hard for some people to make that correlation. Mm. You know, they don't see how inflation <laughs> is stealing. Yeah. So making that correlation really like. I think open up the uh, the eyes of some people to say, "Oh wow, that really is against the Bible." <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Which is something that the churches should be preaching, right? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. all of these things we used to know as a culture, as a society, <clears throat> at the founding of America, we used to know these things. Christians used to know these things. But the people whose responsibility it is to uh, shepherd the flock, to train these people, to prepare them to be kingdom workers, those people who should be spending their whole week studying these things, preparing to bring the word of God to the people, aren't doing that. I mean, I can count on like both hands the amount of people that are actually doing this as pastors that I know of. And... I know a lot of pastors, especially in this local area. In this local area, in my local area, your local area, there are not many. And, um, you know, send us an email, actually, if you, the audience, are listening and you appreciate what your pastor is preaching and he's preaching the whole word of God, we'd love to hear about it because maybe there's other people who are looking for churches to go to in your area and um, they're looking for a church that would actually preach the whole counsel of God and not just the basic milk of the word. We'd love to hear yeah. about that. Well, anywho, anything else you'd like to add, Jake, before we wrap things up? Nope. All right. We're over time. Well, <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, by maybe like two minutes. No, no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you all. all. What's that? It's not bad at all. Nice. We're good. We're on time. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> hey, it's better than it used to be. I'm, I'm getting better oh, yeah. at this time thing. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Thank you all so much for listening to us today. Don't forget... Like us, subscribe to us, comment, all the things that lets us know you enjoyed the content. It really helps us to know that um, there's people listening and uh, that we should be encouraged. Obviously, we're going to keep studying these things and producing content, but helps us know which platforms people are listening to us on the most and we can kind of target our content towards those platforms. So thank you all so, so much. Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. Go to trdshow.net, create a Reformed Dissenters account, trdshow.net. Earn some free merch, get a free mug like what I got on my shelf here. Get a free t-shirt, which you've seen us wear on the show multiple times. Get a free sticker. I've got a sticker right there on my iPad. And if you're watching us, you can see that. That is what you could have for free 
if you go to trdshow.net, it's up on the screen, and create a um, an account. So, well, you have to also refer some people. Go to the referral page. Yeah, I think that's everything. And um, we will see you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do as unto the Lord.